glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. Tonight, I'm joined in the studio by two lovely gentlemen. The first, seated across the table from me, is Scott. Scott, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, you know? Good. It's yeah. it's a few days from Christmas. I don't know what day this episode's coming out, but it's Maybe. a few days from Christmas, and uh, yep, you know what? It's, it's, it's coming quicker yeah. than I thought, so... It's good. It's is good. your shopping done? Um, yeah. I think I'm gonna get my wife uh something, and <laughs> we, we said we weren't gonna get each other gifts, so I'll just get her like maybe like a card, hmm. um, and then I don't know, try to do something fun, like maybe a fun activity that doesn't really cost a lot of money. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. So, yeah. Tickle fights. <laughs> Those are always fun and low cost. Fun and exciting. Sure, sure Nolan. <laughs> okay. Also in the studio with me, <laughs> sitting, sitting to my left, is Zach. Zach, how are you? I'm doing good. I feel like we haven't been here in a while. I'm very happy to be back. Yeah. Back in the studio. We are back in the studio. Yeah, because was the last time we recorded the interview? Yeah, it was. I yeah, it was. Yeah. So we haven't been in the studio the in a actual while. Studio. The Harry Potter closet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was fun times. Good memories. Well, well, I'm doing good, Nolan. Thanks for asking. I would like to take a second and promise the listeners that more intros and better intros are <laughs> in our near future. But I just that one was great. I don't know what you're talking about. That yeah, was good. no, it was good. Yeah, straight was to the point, clear, honest. We got to know each other. Concise. Yeah. Any other uh, pleasantries we'd like to exchange before we get into it? Uh, Wesley, Nolan's brother, thank you in advance for your gift that I have not opened oh, yet. Yes, thank you, Wesley. We were. Uh, debating on what we thought it might be it's a square box about seven inches across across yeah so you can fit some good things in that oh yeah yeah like and with your brother i'm not sure that you want (laughs) to even open it yeah yeah Yeah, you never know with him i think i like i definitely don't want to do it in front of my parents let's put it that way that's yes maybe not in front of emily either no (laughs) yes also smart yeah open it alone in your car. Okay. <laughs> but also, that's still creepy. Anyway, moving anyway. on. You uh, know what's not creepy? Nolan. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it's been a while. I, I, smell a, I smell a transition coming. I smell a transition. So, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to get into this. Just say it. Just say it. So, the first order of business in the news segment for tonight's show is that Charlotte, a city in North Carolina, for those of you who didn't know where that was. <laughs> I, I hope most up. of our oh. listeners are smart I knew enough. it was somewhere in that south eastern region of the united states but i wasn't sure if it was like virginia or okay but it's north carolina uh so charlotte north carolina has been announced as the 30th team in major league soccer so they will be joining the league in is it 2022 or 2021 before sacramento yeah okay wow well i mean they already have a stadium okay so soccer specific or they're gonna play in the we're gonna play in the panthers stadium it's the panthers owner okay it's the same guy yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, gotcha. They've played like international champions cup or whatever yeah, games yeah. there before. Cool. So, yeah. Good for them. We're happy for them. Probably won't play them too often in MLS, but still good to have a I mean, team in the league. Probably about once a year. Okay. So. Fun. Uh, also in the news, this is on a bit of a sadder note. There will not be a NWSL team coming to Sacramento for at least the 2020 season. The league released a statement um indicating that they will not be expanding uh past their nine team league in the coming year um but the option is still open for future expansion progress projects 
Yeah, and I, I saw on Twitter, um, I, I saw on Twitter that people expect an announcement from Sacramento like early 2020 about the 2021 season. Hmm. Uh, I also saw on Twitter that the thing holding up the announcement from Sacramento, I guess their agreement was the the CBA negotiation. Like they wanted to see how the CBA negotiation played out. I don't know what the specifics they were looking for were, but they wanted to see how that played out. I think probably specifically with player salaries. That's my guess. I'm not sure. Maybe it's because they want to spend more money. And if you're like, Hey, if you're not serious then we're not coming in, maybe they don't want to spend more money. I'm not quite sure, but that seemed to be the thing holding them up. So we'll see maybe January or February. What is the CBA? So like, okay. So without getting into too much weeds, major league soccer players are paid through major league soccer. U S women's players like you like the international uh-huh. team player WNT. yeah get their salary um both through the national team and nwsl so if you're like a women's national team player that's on an nwsl team like you get some of that like some of your club salary comes from the national team like it's all kind of lumped together to yeah. kind of make nwsl viable i guess yeah um so I think Sacramento was waiting to see the negotiation of that CBA. Hmm. Um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure. That's just a, a one report I heard from like a, a genuine sports reporter. Okay, that wasn't just somebody on Twitter like, "Oh, this is what I think." Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I like that voice. No, thank you. What is what I think? Uh, furthermore, uh, some sad news. Very sad. Um, Indomitable City Soccer is a uh, very popular website amongst the Sacramento Republic world. It is being shut down. It was run by SB Nation. Um, And with the new laws that California has passed, it has made things like Indomitable City Soccer uh, difficult for SB Nation to hold up and continue to do. Will Hodges, the uh, editor... He was the editor-in-chief, yeah. Editor-in-chief of Indomitable City Soccer has stepped down. We will probably have more news on this as it kind of develops, but uh, yeah, definitely some sad news as Will Hodges steps down and Indomitable City Soccer is kind of also stepping. Yeah. So, getting dissolved, I guess, probably. So I, there's kind of two pieces of news. One is Will Hodges stepping down, which it sounds like, from what he said, was going to happen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we're sad to see the you know, editor-in-chief go. Yeah, great guy. Nolan and I met him. Uh, Nolan talked to him a few times over the phone, stuff like that. But the other news, I guess, would be that because of the California contract law changing, it makes, I guess, being a part of SB Nation as a contract employee, which I guess somehow fan it's run like an independent affiliate kind of a thing. Yeah, it's somehow a fan run blog is a they're considered contract employees. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Nolan, you, you kind of had another thought about this. From what I read on S, from SB Nation's statement on the issue of shutting down most of the fan pages in California, they, to me, it seemed like I I, I don't know, but they said that one the new labor laws were passed, so it made the current structure uh, impossible, given given the labor laws. But then also they they saw it as a good time to implement implement their new vision for 
SP Nation. So I don't know if that being meant, more professional. I guess I don't know, but um, yeah. So it was kind of weird. Indomitable City Soccer, from what I understand, could still be its thing just on a separate site. So whether they make their own yeah. website or figure out how to get involved, get hosted by somewhere else on the interwebs, I don't know. But they're just not going to be hosted by SB Nation. Right. Yeah. So So that sucks. Yeah. But bummer. some news that doesn't suck is Sacramento has actually announced their head coach. Yeah. Uh, one that we kind of all thought was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned his name before on the show as a potential yep. coaching candidate. Mark Briggs, the U19, and he was the academy director too. I didn't know that. Um, U19 and academy director for Sacramento Republic gets promoted to head coach. Some people said that they saw it coming because that's what Simon Elliott was. He was the U19 head coach and gets promoted to the first team. And people had their time to to kind of react and process him being hired. Um, most of the reaction that we saw on social media was positive. I think we think it's positive uh, just from us talking yeah and there were some people that didn't see it as as quite so positive without getting into too much detail mark briggs has a we'll say a a speckled past past if you read the headlines that's what you would see Mm -hmm. um there was some abuse allegations between him and his partner girlfriend i'm not quite sure what their status was Mm -hmm. Um, there was some cases brought against him back in, I believe of May of 2018. And because of those headlines, I think people associate Mark Briggs with something that he may or may not be. So because of that, there was some backlash fast forward a couple days after his announcement, maybe even a week after Kevin Nagel gets on Reddit again. Oh, yes. Oh, man. And we love when Kevin Nagel just do. gets on to Reddit. I and spills it. that good old Sac Republic tea. Yeah. So on one of the threads, the one specifically talking about Mark Briggs's uh, legal past, yeah. this is what Kevin Nagel says. And I quote, <laughs> everyone on this thread, dash mark. <laughs> I can tell you we exhausted an unbelievable amount of due diligence and resources on this and we would not have engaged him had there been any or sorry had there been a scintilla what was that word scott scintilla scintilla which means which is a uh like a small is it or skin sorry scintilla did i say skin yes sorry scintilla scintilla i don't know what english is yeah um if you know the word scintillizing oh yeah that's nothing to do with. This. I don't think nope. it has anything to do with. It. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to see if you guys. Yeah. Are, yeah. If you know that word, that won't help you here. <laughs> yeah. Um, it basically, it ba- yeah, scintillating. Okay. Um, it, it, it's basically just like a small breadcrumb, or there wasn't even that. Uh, like a very puny amount. <laughs> so there was not so, even a puny amount. Yeah, of is evidence. what he's saying. Here. Yeah. All right. All right. Continue your quote of evidence pointing to any domestic violence. Any was capitalized. It was. Yes. Uh, what is publicly written does not include aspects of the entire story. We are 100% certain he is a man of high quality and high character and will be a great coach. Parentheses. As a sidebar, <laughs> he was sought after by several teams. End parentheses. So apparently he's wanted. New paragraph, which is just a couple sentences. As someone whose mother endured domestic violence at a time when it was seemingly acceptable, parentheses, 
I will never figure out that. Or I, that well, I will never figure that out. Yeah. Close parentheses. My tolerance for such behavior is zero. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, end quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're not making fun of domestic violence. No, I, I just, I, not at all. That's not what we're saying. What we are saying is we love that Kevin Nagel gets on Reddit. Yeah. Who's now, I guess, <laughs> technically just the owner of the USL franchise, not the owner of the MLS team. Uh-huh. Really? So he's somehow, yeah, he's he technically sold the team yeah. to MLS. the two guys. Yeah. The two guys. Um, Max, Matt, Matt Alvarez and the rich white one. What mm-hmm. is his name? Ron Burkle. Burkle. There it is. Um, so we just love that he gets on and... And spills the tea. Simple as that. And his verbiage is beautiful. It is it so is. good. I learned a word. I did. <laughs> Scintilla. So, so again, like we don't want to make light of this. Not at all. So bringing it back down to a more serious note. Absolutely. I am inclined to believe Kevin Nagel. Mm-hmm. If he truly believes that there was no harm done by Mark Briggs in any way, then I'm going to back that until proven otherwise. Because now we have the legal cases being dropped for lack of evidence. We even have some... And to be clear, it was one case. It It was one case. It was one 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 case. Incident. With... Well, it was one case with two incidents. Two reported incidents. Yeah, sorry. One case, two reported incidents. Again, the same person, yeah. Dropped. Hmm. And then... There was even a report that came out afterward that this uh, person that reported the alleged crimes has a history of doing this same thing different places in the country and with similar results, I think. Hmm. Um, I couldn't go back and find that article, but I did see it again on Reddit and it jogged my memory. So all this is to say, I I think we're going to give Mark... Briggs the benefit of the doubt for now unless unless something, something else new evidence whatever comes out again yeah. do, do we agree on that yeah, am I reading which I think correctly? is fair yeah no yeah. and I don't think that it's completely I don't quite understand the relevance of saying like he's a trust me he's a man of high character and sidebar he was sought out by several other teams I think he's he's saying like other guys have vetted him and they've, right they've cleared him so and, and he wouldn't be working with kids with the U19 team if he was a harmful criminal so that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, like like you you have to have gone through some serious background investigation to be able to work with young people. But anyway, not that the system can't filter out all the the whack jobs that are out there. But I think the systems that are in place would have caught it before then if he truly were um, what some people have alleged he is. So one person. Yeah, one person. So I think that it is safe to say to to just trust the people who vouched for him and trust his own testimony. And, and yeah. And, and even if you don't trust Mark Briggs yeah. right off the bat, I, I think we would all say that we trust the other people at the club that have mm-hmm. done the hiring yeah. and have done the vetting on the field results aside. I don't think they have ever hired someone that isn't just a quality human being like yeah. at their core m- morally. And I don't think they would abandon that now. So no. speaking okay. of hiring quality individuals, yeah. uh, yes, Deckel Keenan has resigned. Yes. We know him. We don't love him. He's getting older. I, I mean, you know, he's he's not young, okay? Uh, but like a nice fine wine or perhaps <laughs> an aged oak tree, yeah, he is beautiful to look at 
stationary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and very bitter to the taste uh, inside the box when the game's on the line. Yeah. So I think this is a smart signing if you're really <laughs> expecting him, again, as we've said before, to not be the guy. But if he's someone that can teach the other young people, smart signing. And and if he plays fifteen games, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I'm not. If he's if you're expecting him to play forty games this season, that's a problem. All right, look, youngins, when you're in the box and you got the guy right in front of you, <laughs> swipe his legs and draw a penalty. No, actually, what what Deco Keenan does is he throws elbows into backs of people's heads. And he, if that doesn't does. work, throw an elbow. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I'm not too happy about this. But you, okay, you can't argue his experience. He's no. played in Israel. He's played in the Premier League. He's yep. played in the Championship in England. He's played in Champions League qualification games, in Europa and League I qualification games. And I think all of that is why we gave him a, a good shake for a good year. And we saw that he's incompetent now. And I don't know why we resigned him. I mean, him. T- t- he's had, he's had, t- 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 he is a, a liability. Yeah. He's had USL success also. He won the USL championship with FC Cincinnati three years ago. Yeah. He captained that team. Um, he was a starting center back for Sacramento in their deep, well, relatively deep playoff run last year. I mean, year. it was three games. Yeah. And, and to be fair, we all remember him for that, conceding the third, the penalty. Um, yeah, getting suspended two games for elbowing somebody in the head. That yeah. was dumb, but... You know, as a defender, these things happen. I I don't like this signing. I respect Scott. I respect Nolan. Thank you. Let's move on to a much more exciting yeah. signing. Yeah. All I'm saying is I don't hate it if he's used properly. Yeah. That's it. That's a- all I'm saying. As a all mentor right. for the younger players who have... I, I don't trust him as a mentor. Come into the team. Oh, like, okay. I don't but know him as a person. Like, uh, yeah. All right. But, hey, moving on. Moving okay, on. moving on. Uh, there was another player that was announced that is coming to Sacramento in 2020. And it is Carlton Belmar. Very excited about this what? one. This is a big announcement for Sacramento. I believe it was the first roster announcement that was not a re-signing. That is correct. Um, Carlton Belmar is a an attacking player. According to Transfermarkt, he is most comfortable on the left wing, but he can also play on the right wing and as a central striker, and I'm sure he could play as like a more advanced midfielder as well should he needed, need to be fitted onto the field. Um Last year, he played for Nashville SC. And it's interesting. Last year, in terms of goal production, Carlton Belmar was not very impressive. He had three goals, three assists yeah. in 32 games. But Nashville was not a trash team. They were second in the Eastern Conference, and he played 32 games for them. So I didn't go back and watch you know, hours of highlight footage to see just how much this guy did um, outside of scoring and assisting but i'm assuming he did quite a bit um given the fact that he was continued to allowed to continue to start right in a successful side so i i think nashville's struggle from year one to year two is the same um they they didn't score a lot of goals i think they did better this year Mm. but the first year they had an amazing defense but they couldn't score so then they bring in carlton belmar thinking that might help solve the problem and i mean he really didn't add that much but I'm starting to think that maybe that wasn't entirely his fault. Yeah. That could be just a, a systematic thing. Yeah. And like you said, he's comfortable on the left wing, um, but he can play right wing or striker. Well, he wasn't playing striker. So if he's playing 
like you said, as a as a more retreated midfielder. Again, we didn't go back and watch uh, him because we we know he's a quality player. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say it's a it's a system thing because everywhere else in this league he had been successful before. Yeah, yeah he played for he was signed with Kansas City for a bit. Played for um, the two team for a yeah. while and played for uh, Portland Timbers too as well. Okay, so he's he's been around. Um, he reminds me of Adame Traore that plays who plays for oh. Wolves in the Ooh. Premier League. Okay. And I, I looked because I looked at him. I was like, hmm. This is a big man. That's and a, then I looked up his like person. height and weight. And it, it was, he's 5'11", 159 pounds. And then I looked up Adame Traore, and he's 5'10", 159 pounds. So like, wow. That's yeah. the same little man. You could say I have a pretty good eye for <laughs> sizing someone up. Anyway, <laughs> he is like, a he just looks big. Like, like okay, 160 pounds is not that big. But anyway. In the, in the soccer dude. world. It, it, yeah. yeah um, so he has a bit of muscle up front that I don't think... Yeah. Is so, or even Cameron Watts, he's a smaller guy. But so. I, I think he fits the system very well because he's a speedy player. Yeah. And he can take people on the dribble one on one. Yeah. Which the only person that we had do that relatively successfully Sammy. last year was Sam Werner. But he's not exactly a, oh, let me, uh, we're in trouble because they're pressing. Let me play it long. Sam Werner can hold it up and do something with it. Like if you're not playing a ball over the top for him to run onto. He's not going to get it. Mm. So I think uh, Carlton Belmar, sorry, can do that. He can hold up play. He can also run onto a ball that you play over the top to him or through to him. And we no longer have to rely on Bijev to be that player because Cameron Wass is not great at that hold up play. And with Bonomo probably not coming back, we need somebody to be that hold up player. So now it looks like we have that hold up player. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said. It could be an Anna Volson type deal. It could be a Bonomo type deal. Like, it is kind of a bit of a question mark, but I am very hopeful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything else on Carlton Belmar? I mean, That's we could talk about him for a long time. Just go back and look at his highlights. Just look at the goals he scored yeah. against Sacramento. Yeah. He seems to ones. be very successful. So, I don't know if we need to talk a lot about him because I think he's just going to be super successful. I agree. And his his body of work speaks for itself. It, I don't think we have to justify this signing do you guys agree no i agreed yeah totally um and if you don't believe us just go on youtube and look at what he's done look at his look stats. Him up. yeah do some the scouting for yourself I was watching he was playing in the snow against oh really reno? i didn't see think he was playing f- did he play for reno no he played for kansas KC. city he was playing in reno and it was like snowing wow. he scored two goals, two goals. yeah that yeah, was wow. kind of cool they were weird because it was in the snow but yeah still i can imagine yeah fun. So another player that got signed is Andrew Wheeler Omunu. 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 So two last names. And from what people were saying, again, on social media, this was like, oh, yeah, we finally have our Jeremy Hall replacement because he plays central defensive midfield. And, you know, we needed that guy. He plays a lot. He's a very versatile player. Um, Yeah. So we went back and watched most – I mostly watched his um, time at Phoenix. So he was – Appeared in five games for Phoenix, on the bench for six. So, and, 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 you know, he was there for six games. Um, and I watched the mainly those minutes, but I also went back and watched all of his games in USL, like just the start of the game, to see where he was positioned. So from between six games with Phoenix last season and ten games with Atlanta United 2 this previous season, his positions are... Central defensive midfield, central midfield, 
left back, right back, and right wing back. Those are all the positions that I saw him play in 16 games. Hmm. Sorry. That's also including his time with FC Tucson this past season. He played 20 games with FC FC Tucson. Who are in League One? Who are in League One. One of those games he had to play left back. Okay. Um, So he only played left back once. Mostly he was either a right back or a holding midfielder. Okay. There were probably five games of those mm, 30-ish games, 35 games, that he played number eight. He was a box-to-box guy. And then one game where he had to play right wing back. Hmm. So he about half the time it was split, holding midfield, right back. He's 5'9", 174 pounds. Hmm. So the way I see that... Stocky guy. Is he is a taller, stronger version of... Um, Ray Sari. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So think of all the things that Ray Sari did really well. He's a ball winner. He's a, you know, a kind of a possession shuttler. That's what Andrew Wheeler, I'm just going to call him Andrew Wheeler. Yeah. That's what he does well. Um, his weaknesses, well, he gets kind of lost in the game, especially with Phoenix. They're a very systematic team. You need to fit the system and know your assignment and perform it at the right time. He was kind of coming into that team not being drilled in their system, so he got kind of lost in the game. And, you know, I'm afraid that if he's a backup, that might happen again too. Mm-hmm. Um, he also tends to lose the ball in possession, which goes exactly opposite of what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to win the ball and then start the counterattack, not lose the ball in possession. Mm-hmm. He can also be a little bit slow to make decisions like I, I it didn't matter if he was with atlanta or with phoenix he would have the ball and just have his head up looking around the field as to what to do and then just play a safe pass so i don't think his passing range is that wide and i heard rick Shantz, the uh, phoenix coach yelling at him from the sideline you know wait andrew wait like don't press don't press and then okay go go like he, you know he you okay. can kind of tell he didn't just naturally go from FC Tucson in League One to Phoenix Rising in championship, which people might not, but that's what I noticed about him. Just really some other quick stats. Uh, with FC Tucson, again, 20 games. He spent uh, in his 70 minutes with Phoenix, scored one goal. The only time he was there was when they needed a backup defensive midfielder because Kevon Lambert was away on international duty and they had an injury. Uh, again, only substitute minutes. And then 2018 with in his 10 games for Atlanta United 2, um, scored a couple goals, and seven of his 10 games were midweek. So, again, only as a as a secondary option was he there. FC Tucson, he scored a couple goals again, so he's got some range. So maybe that's another strength, but I really just see this as a backup yeah. signing. and Which is not a bad thing. I showed you guys a couple of highlights. You guys watched a couple yep. of highlights. Watched I watched one banger. in particular. Yeah. <laughs> banger. So again, like maybe that's kind of the, the ace in the holes, like, but I can shoot from distance. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys have anything to add. I think it's interesting that he played four seasons for Harvard, like the Harvard. So that's just interesting. He seems like a smart dude. He's a smart guy. Yeah. I wonder yeah, what he's be. like to talk to. I also saw on his Wikipedia page that he's like, I don't know how you become a certified musician and like artist but he he creates music so oh that's interesting he has interests outside of football which is always good to see 
Sounds balance. like an interesting, he does. Interview. true Renaissance man. Yeah, true Renaissance. I think he could be. Front. He could be a cool person. To to go through three names one for each of the co-hosts for uh people that we want to see come to sacramento so uh nolan and i both have center backs and then zach has a goalie so this is kind of a defensive minded podcast we'll get into the midfielders and forwards might not maybe might not get into the forwards because that seem that course kind of seems to already be uh figured out yeah Yeah, figured out yeah um so we're gonna get into that now so nolan we'll start with you so uh, one thing you may have noticed from Sacramento's roster activity is that they've not signed very many center backs. Two, in, in fact, and neither of them. Yeah, one and a half. One and a half. We don't seem to have <laughs> tons of confidence in them. So I went out, and by I, I mean Scott posted in the Google Doc some options <laughs> for me to go research. <laughs> no one about, humbling himself here. About center backs. Uh, and, but one guy whose name I did recognize and uh, decided to advocate for coming to Sacramento is Thomas Hilliard Arce, mm. uh, who is a Costa Rican American center back who played the 2019 season with LA Galaxy 2, was signed to an LA Galaxy first team contract in 2018, played a couple games for them, went down to the two team, played a couple, so it was up and down his first season, um, was a solid starting player in the 2019 season and for the two team, and has just been released by la galaxy so he's uh he was he is no longer affiliated with the galaxy organization so he is free uh to sign with anyone um he's 24 and i am assuming he's looking for an ambitious usl club to join he doesn't just want to you know get kicked all night long in oklahoma he wants to play um to win things uh he is a former teammate of drew skundrick and Sam Warner played with them at Stanford. He won the, the NCAA tournament with them, I believe, 15, 16, and 17, those those three years. Those three years. Yeah, that sounds right, because yeah. I remember him being a very highly rated, like, like top 10 pick for the yeah. LA Galaxy yeah. in, I think, 27. I think the same year as, as Andrew Wheeler I actually was drafted by Atlanta. Really? I, th- I think. I'm not 100%, yeah. but I think that's right. Interesting. Um, yeah, and he, he is a good player. He actually has... As many USL goals in 2019 as uh, Carlton Belmar, which is interesting. Three. Three. Trace. Uh, three, but, you know, a goal is a goal. <laughs> and he's a center back. So that's interesting. He can add to the goal production side of things. He's a good player. Um, just maybe wasn't at the level the, that LA Galaxy wanted him to be. Um, and one thing we can see from his time in MLS is his uh, – like salary, which I just think is interesting. He was on $90,000 a year. And then I was looking on the MLS mm-hmm. salary website and like he, there's like a $90,000 like guaranteed and then like 114 that were like compensation or like, mm-hmm. uh, like I wasn't sure if those were performance bonuses or um, just like so, so per diem is, is factored into that. Or something no, like that. Um, it's kind of vague on purpose. Okay. So, it, you're you're not gonna be able to really find that out. Yeah. If you, it, it to to simply to simplify, it can be an, a number of different things. Performances, um, what's it called? Not scholarships. Why? 
Branding. Uh, oh, so uh, he appears uh, for like yeah, no, 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 pictures. No, no. Like, like he no, he'll be in a Adidas commercial. You know, oh, like okay, um, yeah. he what's doesn't that work sponsorships, I guess. Sponsor, yeah, sponsorships. Like marketing deals. Kind of like okay. so, th- companies that will contract with the league. Maybe he's a part of some of their advertising stuff, okay. stuff, stuff like that. That okay. normally your agent would negotiate independently, but because of MLS, it's it can be stuff like that. It can be a lot of different things. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the only reason I bring up uh, salary is because Emma Clementa, a player we all know and love, and uh, really who we really value, we think he's an excellent player, was mm-hmm. only on sixty-seven thousand dollars a year with the LA Galaxy. So um, this guy was making significantly more than Clementa, indicating that yeah. LA Galaxy thought more of his, his attributes. as a higher Yeah, so he's, he's a greater asset. Yeah, so. and again, that even gets a little bit hairy because to get these guys out of college, yeah. you kind of have to pay them a bit more. Mm-hmm. If you hear, hear everything called a Generation Adidas contract, oh. that's what that incentive is, is to pay guys probably more than they're worth, but to get them out of college to play professional soccer. Okay. Um, so they'll be on like if you're a top five pick, you're making you know 110 or 115 thousand. Yeah. Yeah. When really you're probably you're not going to play that much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's I just thought it was interesting just because we were able to look at salaries which are not able yeah. to for a lot of these players. Um, but pay attention. This is kind of a side note, but pay attention to the developments with the USL Players Association because I believe that's something that they're working on. Like yeah, making contracts and salaries. Uh, yeah, and, public, so. and and just really quickly on him, um, if you go back and watch LA Galaxy two games from this past year, you're gonna see him out on straight islands hmm. because the Galaxy um, general manager is Dutch, so it's a four three three, and they throw numbers forward, and it's possession and you know movement and all this kind of stuff, and it leaves your center backs out to hang. Yeah. So on counterattacks, which happened a lot this year, because well, especially for LA Galaxy too, because yeah, they're playing with legit about. high schoolers, right? Yeah, they're ta- they're super talented yeah, high yeah, schoolers, yeah. right? But they would lose possession. So then Thomas Hilliard, Arce, and whoever the other center back was was were just left basically to put out fires. Yeah. So if you like, oh man, this guy sucks. No, that actually, is, no. Actually, if you look at his passing, it's pretty good. Yeah. He he will land somewhere this would be a great spot for him to land at it would, it would. Um, because he's that kind of bridge in between a uh, Matt Mahoney level player. That's, you know, he's better than Matt Mahoney, but he's not as experienced as Duckle Keenan. He's that kind of bridge. He He's like when Todd Donovan comes out and he says, we want to be successful and develop players. That's what this, is the guy. That's this, is, what this, this is looks talking like. About. Yeah. He's a successful player that could also develop. So yeah. that's awesome. a great, that's a great pick. Thank yeah. you, Scott. That, not- that honestly was probably my, was like in my top three of like, yeah. oh, that'd be amazing if this guy could come here. Yeah. I actually learned of him first through Sam Warner's Instagram story because when Sacramento went to LA to play the the Galaxy 2, he was like, reunion with my best friend. And then he <laughs> pictures of them together. And he's like, oh, I remember that. Reliving the memories oh, yes. of the Stanford days. And I then think it's you like, showed me that. Yeah. Um, so I just, I was like. I well, he plays for Stanford, so he's going to get signed because apparently everyone that plays for Stanford has a home in Sacramento. So Yeah. That's what it feels like. Anyway. I am mad about it. Uh, all right, so moving on, I have chosen a goalie uh, or oh. a keeper, a keeper, uh, a as netminder, a netminder. That's is that a soccer term? Sure. Net a minder? netminder, yeah, yeah. He okay. minds the net. He minds the net. Oh, mind your net. You know, he's I don't know. Keeper. I just yeah. like keeper. Would always say it with an H at the end. Keeper. Uh, it is a man by the name of Cody Cropper. Oh, yeah. 
As you most likely know, we have Rafa Diaz signed to the team. I like Yay. Rafa Diaz. I like him as a backup. And Yay. starter. And we need a good <laughs> starter. I think Cody Cropper gives us that. He is a six foot three, twenty six year old goaltender. He is a very athletic goaltender. Wow. We're just gonna hit them all. <laughs> yeah. We're just what are we even all. talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> Different names for goalies, <laughs> Nolan. Keep up with it. Okay. Uh, he's a very athletic, very aggressive goalkeeper. There's another one. Yeah. He played six years in England for Ipswich U18, Southamptons U21s, 23s, MK Don U23s, as well as for the US U20s and U23 international teams. Mm. In 2016, he came back to the States to play for New England. Revolution held the starting spot there until this past year when he lost his job to Matt Turner. Didn't play bad. Just lost his job to somebody that's better. No, and and Cody Cropper actually took the job from bad Brad Knighton, who's older. He's like thirty four, I think. I was mm-hmm. looking up today. All three of these goalies, Cropper, Solid. Turner, and Brad Knighton, are actually really good goalies. Mm. And it just so happens that one the each of the past years, a different one has been hot. Yep. So, so uh, Cody finds himself. Not with a starting job anymore. He gets loaned out to Hartford Athletic for the Screw last Hart. nine games of the season. I know, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, they had the wor- the second worst uh, goals against number. So he got some work in. Oh, he got yeah. Some he got some okay. serious work. He's ready. Second worst in the league. Second only to the middle schoolers over in Tacoma. Yeah. Um, showed a lot of promise has definitely fallen far from his potential he showed early on in his career this is a guy that was an international player for the u.s was in england uh in the southampton uh, club in in that system played u23s there was you know that's a a premier level club um so it's definitely fallen from there but he's still relatively young by keeper standards and given the right fit, I think he could reestablish himself as a solid MLS caliber keeper. Sac Republic, I think, offer him a great situation. Yeah, and if he doesn't get signed by a major league soccer team, this has to be probably the most attractive place for him to land. Yep. Other than uh, going, Charlotte. I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think like maybe if he's able to go to a, another team that's about to expand like yeah. he could go to austin but that's not the same organization uh, same thing with miami that's yeah. not or sorry miami's expanding right now they already have their goalies anyway um yeah, yeah. i think i we, like what you said that he uh-huh. is young for a keeper because if you look at his age and go oh he's 26 like nah. well keepers can play till they're 35 very easily dom yeah um Jakubek. so i mean he's 40 that whatever yeah he played um, forever so i think that's a that's a great option and um i i really the thing I, that i remember about matt turner was mm. in the same kind of vein as josh cohen was the like kind of acrobatic diving safe like this is cody ho- yes yes sorry not turner i i yeah. just i was looking at the name turner on the screen yeah um what i remember out of cody cropper from not this past season because he didn't play, but the season before was like, yeah, kind of those like, oh my gosh, like how that was an amazing, like just like cat, like yes, dives across the. He gives like, you that, yeah. Um, 
that's what I remember. Like that's the thing when I was, Mm -hmm. when I would go back and look at the new England revolution highlights. Um, and he didn't even play the full season. He played 20 games. So he won that from Brad Knighton. Um, or maybe it was even Matt Turner. I'm not quite sure. Uh, so yeah, that would be a great, I think that'd be a great signing. And I think that would, that would almost solidify the back line, maybe even more than bringing in a center back Mm. because goalies can see so much more and can communicate and yeah so yeah and yeah. he and I, I watched some highlights on him and he's shown to be a good distributor too and it's something that i think we've seen we saw with shuttleworth is guys that have played at a higher level they just distribute better it's you know the higher level you play the better distributor you are the oh, definitely you're better than rafa feet. diaz and we don't hate rafa diaz we're no. just we're just no, stating again. his clear weaknesses yeah we yeah. like him as a backup and so yeah Cool. All right. Well, I'll wrap things up here really quickly with Hassan Ndam, a Cameroonian. Yes. Mm. I don't think he's been capped by the national team, but he has made appearances for their U20, U21s, I think, maybe U23s. He came through the New York Red Bulls system, uh, played a few years with Red Bulls 2, then signed a contract with the Red Bulls first team. He's six foot four. He's 21 years old, which I think is his biggest upside. Hmm. He was selected by... FC Cincinnati in this past year's expansion draft. Poor so, guy. so, <laughs> so again, uh, you know, you new team comes in, you have an expansion draft, they get five picks. FC Cincinnati, I think, took him with their last pick. He didn't see the field with FC Cincinnati, which maybe is a good thing because they <laughs> were garbage. It was bad. So he got loaned out to Charlotte Independence, but he only got five games. Hmm. So I think maybe Cincinnati saw the writing on the wall, like, "Hey, we suck. Uh, we might as well loan him out." Yeah. to get him some minutes. So again, he got, got five games, was fine. Yeah. Uh, but there were times with the New York Red Bulls where he was the best player on the field. Hmm. There were times where he was the captain and the leader of the team. Of the Red Bulls Of two. the Red Bulls too, okay. yeah. The year in 2016 when they were like... 2017, okay. 2018. The year after. Those are those two like years, yeah. yeah. So I think the Red Bulls pegged him as like the next guy up. Yeah. And then he got picked in the expansion draft and I think they were fine with it hmm. because they, they just have such a good pipeline. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think the thing I like about him most again is his age. His, he's already got three years of experience as a professional, even though last year he really didn't play a lot. Yeah. So I think this being his contract year, his contract expires in 2020, the end of 2020 Sacramento can maybe get him in on loan as a, super extended preview and then say okay hey you're probably not going to get re-signed by cincinnati we're going mls yeah we could sign you to a basically a guaranteed mls deal type of thing like like major league soccer sacramento could sign him and then loan him down i don't know there's a whole process but basically we could get him in now and by the time we go major league soccer he's only 23 and he's got five years of experience playing professional football yeah so I think he's great. I think he could do it. He's huge. And we just need that. We need that big physical presence. I think that was supposed to be Duck O'Keenan. Didn't work out. Mitchell Tainer ended up doing that, which is great, but it doesn't look like he's coming back. I think we need somebody to be that presence. Do we want to take a second to talk about Hayden Sargis? Yeah. So really quickly, Hayden Sargis comes from the Academy. Um, Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Instagram. 
we think that he could potentially be this other signing at center back that yeah we're hopeful yeah that the team brings in to to be a depth piece and to get real actual professional minutes and now with the appointment of mark briggs this seems more feasible given that mark briggs has worked with him for a year and a half two years yeah um so he's comfortable with the coach they have a relationship so which simon elliott also had with the account with the younger players but for some reason he didn't play them no unless at all yeah so we've talked about hayden sargas before with now the appointment of mark Briggs, briggs being official uh we think that Hayden Sargis could actually see the field. Yeah. And we wouldn't mind if no other center backs get signed. If it's just Hayden and then they figure it out, maybe. Yeah. I'd, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't be ecstatic, but I'd be okay. I'd yeah. like to see one center back come in, but yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see one. So anyway. He's been hustling. He's with a coach in He's Sacramento. He's been on that grind. Like a, like a trainer, a soccer personal trainer or whatever. I see it on Good his Instagram. Him. So he's... He's making moves. He's putting in that he's, work. He's grafting. Putting in that work. All right, guys. It is right at that time. It is right at that time. Uh, we don't know when when we'll be. Like, we're not going to be back next week no. because the holidays. It's the holidays. Some of us are traveling. Yeah. Um, we've got meetings set up in early January. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the next interviews we got coming. Yeah, so some fun stuff. Some um, fun stuff on not, the horizon. We're not quite sure when we'll be back but we also aren't expecting a ton of news from the team we just don't see a lot of news come out around this time yeah um, i imagine they're all not working yeah really quickly it was, we, we we did have another segment planned but we're just gonna cut it yeah. this is what i'll i'll say in in instead of that uh segment the other names that we had on our list of potential center backs sean neils is a uh neilis sorry is the basically the center back that replaced hassan and dom with new york red bulls too He's gotten, I think he got nine or 10 games with the first team last year and looked good. He, he's a potential guy that you could get in on loan and maybe pay a transfer fee for. Eric Holt just won a championship with uh, the Real Monarchs yeah, yep. and also can play central defensive midfield. Again, mm-hmm. y- you'll have to pay a transfer fee for him, but he's Let's young and looks to be a quality guy. Uh, uh, and then uh, Wyatt Omsberg, 6'4 guy from Minnesota, Minnesota United. Spent this last season with forward Madison. Played very well in League One. Again, could be a guy that you could get in on loan and maybe pay a transfer fee for. And then lastly, there are two free agents. Sam Strong was with Fresno, who are now gone. So he's a free agent. And uh, Kevin Politz is uh, a free agent. I believe he was with Greenville Triumph, maybe? Um, I can't I can't remember the team he was with, but he's 23, had an amazing season. Oh, I'm sorry. Kevin Pulitz, I believe, just signed with Hartford. <gasps> he did? I looked him up on Twitter when we were doing... Yeah, he signed with Hartford. Like, when? Why would you from do that? <laughs> G- uh, December 10th. From Greenville Triumph. December 10th. Okay, so I just didn't see it. Hartford Athletic. Gotcha. Okay, so never but mind. He's gone. Hartford is kind of like the... We could pay them like a dollar and they'd budget, be like, yes. Low, low, low budget. They're like the... Oakland Athletics. They're like the Oakland Athletics. They're not even that not successful. No. They're like the... <laughs> they're like, they at least have Moneyball. Yeah. The dollar, yeah. They're like the Dollar General of, <laughs> of the US. They're not the even USL. the Dollar Tree. No. No. You're the Dollar General. Dollar General. Okay. Yeah, no, it's the 99 cent store. That's oh, yeah. Not even a dollar. Store. You're yeah. 99 cent store. Yeah. Okay, well, take him off then. But So those are some other guys that if you see that name 
sign with Sacramento, be happy. Or if you see them, hey, we got this guy in on loan, be happy yeah. that they're a good center back that fits this kind of mold of 21 to 24-year-old. So, yeah. Yeah. You guys have any anything else before we sign off for this week? I think that's it. No. All right. Well, we'll be back in the new year. Enjoy the holiday season. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah. I don't, is Merry, that, that's a thing that starts, I think. Merry Chrysler. Happy holidays. Merry Chrysler. Yep. Happy New Year. Drink responsibly. Don't yes. kill your family members. What? <laughs> patience. Patience is key in patience. this time of Lots of, of meditation year. at this Goodbye time. Goodbye the 2010 decade. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, we're now in a new decade. Dude, wow. the USL was not even a thing in 2010. Now look at us. I, look how it's incredible. It's come a long ways, boys. <sighs> All right. Well, as always, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.